0: Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the Magic the Gathering podcast, where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me, as always, is Sam Neal. Hi, You notice I didn't say weekly there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a little while, hasn't it? It's been a it's been a while. It's been a time. It has. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, first up, I, I guess I just want to apologise to the listener because uh, it has it's been it's been a little while. Uh, the world is, is still pretty much in the state it's in, um, but I think we've both been various degrees of ill. I'm still ill. I've been ill for like, I don't know, like a month or something at this point. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it, if I've had COVID or not. I took a test that said it was negative, but I had COVID symptoms. Uh, I'm still, still ill. Um, I'm seeing I've seen doctors. I've got scans and tests booked in. So. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm sure. I'm sure I'll keep people posted. But yeah. Don't, uh, don't
1: leave the house for eight months and still, how, some, still somehow get very ill.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. oh it's, uh, it's. Yeah, I've been having a bit of a time, but we figured it, it's been too long. We need to get back at this. So, so let's do it. Welcome, welcome back. It feels it feels good to be doing this again.
1: Absolutely, and we've got a lot to talk about.
0: <laughs> we do, yeah. But first up, how are you? How are you? It's been a while.
1: I am, in spite of everything going on <laughs> in, the, in the world and, and, and further afar, uh, doing really well, actually. Good, good for the first time in a while. That's good. Uh, to hear. Yeah, I have. I have a new job. Nice. I now work in a Magic: The Gathering shop full time.
0: Fantastic! So, you know, uh, <laughs> it's full-time the dream. card monkey now.
1: Yeah, it's it's the dream. I now uh, officially work full time at Manolique. Um which is which is cool I decided to make my entire life magic I guess (laughs) (laughs) not only was it you know my main hobby pretty much my only interest in this thing I spent most of my time talking with my friends about but now it's my actual job that I get paid to do sweet yeah Um, which means I left my old job which I hated very much and can now talk publicly about how much I goddamn hated that job (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah it's um, I'm I'm doing good I started full time this week um, I'm working with people whose company I actually enjoy, uh, and I'm doing something that I'm good at and I like doing. <laughs> so good. It's improved my mood uh,
0: immensely. Honestly. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Like, I think that's that's the most important thing. I think at the, the end of the day, like, your job is 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 what you you do for most of your life. Unfortunately, in this world that we live in, and I, th- I think. Yep the most important thing you can do with is is have yourself a job that you either enjoy or can tolerate and it certainly certainly makes your your quality of life a lot better if you if you you know if you look forward to yeah you look forward to just doing whatever it is that that you're going to end up spending most of your time doing
1: yeah (laughs) well my my, what i now spend most of my time doing is looking at magic cards (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> which is what I was spending all of my free time doing
1: before, nice. um, and having conversations with nice people about Magic the Gathering. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm doing really good after good. a period of doing quite
0: poorly. <laughs> good. Good um, to hear that you're doing a lot better, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's, I don't know, I've, I've just spent all day sorting and grading and pricing and posting magic cards, so let's talk about magic cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of uh, being... Being unwell, how are you? How are you doing?
0: Yeah, fine, I think really. Still still surviving well enough. Um, yeah, one of those things where life is still pretty much like Groundhog Day for me. Like Every day is pretty much the same. If it's a, if it's a Monday to Friday, my weekends are a bit different. But I'm still in the house pretty much every day. Left the house once, <laughs> still the 11, since the eleventh of March, and that was to go to the doctor's. That was yeah. that was fun, and that was a time. And <laughs> I won't be doing that again anytime soon, unless I have to. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. You got to finally experience what all of us have been dealing with this whole time.
0: Yeah, so many people just like not wearing masks. Nobody oh, yeah. socially distancing. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. Just bizarre. Just absolutely bizarre. To be honest, the fact yeah, that no we're like one... ten months no into the global pandemic and people. I either don't care enough, or I, I can't can't get access to the essential PPE they need. I, I don't know what it is, but it's it's not good. Whatever it is, whatever the reason, people aren't yeah you know respecting themselves and each other. But yeah. I don't ten,
1: know. So like t- ten months in, the worst it's ever been by a lot. Uh, currently at what is worse than the worst case scenario that everyone predicted, and um, people just don't they want. So,
0: yeah, it's, it's bizarre, it's, uh, absolutely it's bizarre. No fun but, to be outside. Yeah, I haven't, strange, it's like, yeah, I, I'm not having a bad time at all, really, besides being ill. Um, and I think I've had, a, I've had a pretty good week, I think. But you take this week in Transplant and did it like any other year, and it would be the worst week of that year. <laughs> yeah, but... <you> really <laughs> <would>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> So it's a, it's a time. It's definitely yeah, a time. But it's the year that keeps on giving. Let's let, let's scrap this. Uh, enough about us. Uh, let's, get, let's get down to the real net, you really. Let's talk about magic cards, because yep. it's certainly been a week in magic, hasn't it? Christ, it's been like... I mean, to be fair, it's been a year in magic, really. Yeah, it feels like a year. So yeah. I think the, the last thing that we really spoke about was the, the Walking Dead secret lair, that um, It happened. It, it came out. There was... I mean, I was going to say, oh, there was drama, but that's... I mean, like, well, yeah, there was drama, but then there was, like, uh, death threats against the Commander Advisory Group. There was a new format created and died in a day because Nazis took over it. There was, like... <laughs> There's been two more secret layers since then. Um,
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe I've made a poor career choice and don't want to be involved in this mess full time.
0: <laughs> like, it's it's been what like like a month, like maybe a, maybe just over a month since we last did one of these, and it's It'll... just mind blowing to think about everything that's gone since then. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna skip past a lot of the things that have been. Have been done to death in the time since we last spoke, but I think we are going to talk a lot about Commander Legends today because that is the new exciting set that is is currently undergoing its its preview season, and there's a lot of exciting cards. There's a lot of stuff to talk about.
1: Yeah, I, I just I briefly want to go back to so, <laughs> the Commander Rules Committee received death threats for not banning the Walking Dead cards from the format. Is not a sentence that I ever expected to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what a stupid group of people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just that's it's not funny because that's like it's horrible those people have to receive such horrible abuse from twerps on the internet who
0: Oh yeah, 100% yeah. but, but also at the same it time is, it
1: is it's completely absurd. Yeah. Like, it's entertaining, I think yeah. to think about that. It's oh, completely ridiculous. Um, yeah, let's uh, talk about literally anything else.
0: Uh, yeah. Commander Legends, yeah. So this is this is our, our big, flashy, exciting, ancillary product for this year. This this takes the place of, of, of Battle Bond and Conspiracy, and uh, I guess Modern Horizons. Um, yeah, this this is the the new ground, exciting set where they can they can just print powerful cards and inject them into Commander, um, and. We've seen a lot of the set so far, and I, I, I think it's I think it's an interesting set. I think there are a lot of exciting, splashy, powerful cards for Commander, but I think it's been done. I think it's been done right, um, which is something I was I was worried about. I think I'm not alone in in that feeling that whenever they do a new product like this the cards are going to be legal in Commander, but then they're also going to be legal in Legacy and Vintage, and every time, every time they do something that causes problems in one of those two formats, and given their track record like, over the past I guess two years, at least at this and not even that, I guess, just given their track record with ancillary products, like you want to go back to True Name Nemesis, even there's always something that causes problems, and Mm -hmm don't know if there is this time. I really don't. I think it looks like it looks like for the majority it's been handled well. There's one or two cards uh, we're definitely going to talk about that I definitely think we'll see some play and uncertain about how impactful they'll be, they'll be um, but I think there's there's one or two one or two playable cards but nothing looks particularly broken at the outset. I think Think I agree, yeah. There, like you said, there's like a
1: handful of maybe players across the yeah. formats, but I'd be surprised if they
0: were far too good. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think there's, I think there's 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 one card that definitely looks playable. Uh, that looks looks good and is probably just going to be uh, a legacy staple going forward, which seems of like a a good healthy power level for the format. And then there's there's one which I th- I think concerning is the word that I used when it, it was previewed and I think that's probably the word that I am still going to stick with for now. Um I don't think it's broken, I don't think it's busted, I don't think the sky's fallen, but I, th- I think I think it's fair to say concerning. But we'll we'll get on to them, I think in a bit, but uh, first up I think I think we should hit the reprints because there's some absurd reprints in this set. I want I want to know yeah. your your feelings on it. Yeah. Let's, let's let's hit it. Where do you want to start? Um, I guess first up first up, let's go for Vampiric Tutor. Vampiric Tutor's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's awesome. I think it's really cool to see this. But why is it not Imperial Seal? Um I don't know. Because Imperial Seal's bad and Vampire Tutor's is good. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Um, I yeah, I, I I mean I assume at some point we will see Imperial Seal in in product like this um i'm i'm just a bit surprised that they went with vampiric tutor over that over that one given that we saw vampiric tutor in eternal masters and then we saw it fairly recently as a Dutch reward promo as well yeah speaking of which I many really glad i glad i sold mine a couple of months ago mm. <laughs> um, yeah it's a it's
1: the, one of those cards that just no matter how many times you can you print it it's always gonna be worth an absurd amount of money um and I think that's kind of the reason. Like, this is the. Like, if you have a choice, we've seen the same thing with Grim Tutor. Just like. Yeah. Grim Tutor's not that good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Grim Tutor's nowhere near as good as Vampiric Tutor. Exactly. Um,
1: and Imperial Sales the, fits the same description, right? Like, yeah. it's just nowhere near as good as. as uh, as Vampiric like it, it's, Like, it's. I think that's the reason. Like, that's pretty much it. Like. Yeah. If they hadn't reprinted if they'd reprinted Imperial Center instead of Vampire Trua, people would be annoyed they haven't had a Vampire Ture in a while.
0: So Yeah. I guess they can't quite, win. Quite probably. Um, I guess I guess they can't just put like like multiple multiple <laughs> hundreds of dollars of cards in. <laughs> in I mean the they're trying their best. As well. I mean, yeah, they, they certainly certainly are. So yeah, I think Vampiric True is great. Um where do we go next? Tell me something exciting for Commander. Mana drain? Yeah. Another one of
1: those cards, you can't print enough and it's still going to be worth money. They'll probably dip down to about $40. Buy them, if you want them. Then they'll go back up. (laughs) Fully, fully Uh, agree. As it it works with basically every expensive Magic card that's reprinted. Yeah, Mana Drain's just a staple of the format. Every blue deck that, I guess, up until this point, has been able to afford on plays it. Uh, And yeah, it's just nice to have more copies out there of a very powerful card that um, for a while was prohibitively expensive.
0: Yeah, definitely, it's it's certainly creeping back up there as well. Uh, I I think you're right. Like the more times they print mana drain, the better. It's I'd say that there's, there's probably like like a good handful of cards like this where they can just reprint them over and over and over and over again, and they're always going to be this expensive. Um, you know, mana drain is definitely always going to be up there. Force of will is probably always going to be up there as well. Now, mana crypt always always going to be up there. So the one of those cards where they have that weird effect where they're they're desperate for a reprint, but then, whenever they get reprinted, whenever they get reprinted, it's fantastic. It drops the price, but the price never, never, never will, you know, absolutely bottom out because the lower the price goes, the higher the demand is. The demand meets, rises up to to meet the price, and it's always, it's just always going to be an expensive card because of that. The cheaper it is, the bigger the audience. Yeah, I don't really know. How many times people
1: need to be told that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you know things go where uh, that as soon as things get reprinted, they will eventually go back up to far higher than they were. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a very simple supply and demand thing. Um, yeah. so the same way, fetch lands will never be cheap unless they print. You know them in every standard set. Yeah. Uh, the same way with Van Pritchard, sure, Manicrypt, Force of Evil, Yeah,
0: like Manicrypt's never going to be ten pounds ever. No, ever, just went, ever, ever. Even in this, you know, standard boost price set. Yeah.
1: It's still just going to be worth
0: a lot of money. So, yeah, it's really cool to see Drain back. I think that's fantastic once again. Um, yeah, I think next next up, I'm going to go to Rings of Brightarth. Finally got a reprint. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is, again, like this, this is a product where the, they can just reprint whatever they want. Um, I guess I'm... Yeah, let's just let's just talk about a couple of cards here. Rings of Bright Half, Staff of Domination, Scroll Rack. Just going to throw those three out there. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic, fantastic cards. Uh, they see a lot of play across Commander, across all sort of levels of Commander. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic to see these here in the set. Scroll Rack at Mythic, uh, which is probably understandable. Like one of those three cards had to be Mythic yeah I think yeah definitely. probably understandable that scroll rack is up there uh rings of bright half at rare is going to be fantastic it's really going to knock that price down make it accessible for a lot more players and then yeah Stafford domination at rare as well um it hasn't always been the prices to cards but it's certainly crept up there in the past few months to yeah so it's it's really cool to see that card get a reprint uh it's a really really good combo piece and it's just fantastic for limited as well. Like stuff domination in a cube is always fun in my opinion. So it's yeah, it's good fun. Really, really happy to see that these three cards included here.
1: Yeah, these these three cards have never had a reprint. Yeah. And they definitely needed a reprint because they're not the most powerful of cards. They're not the most busted on the you know on the same level of mana crypt and mana drain and yeah, for sure. if I'm fun preacher. But they're staples of the format that a lot of people want to play but just can't because yeah. they're way too expensive. Scroll rack is a card that I think a lot more decks should play, but people just don't have access to them, so it's great. To see them finally getting into both hands and foil scroll rack's probably gonna be really nice, <laughs> I
0: would yeah. imagine. Yeah, some of them have got the the full art or yeah. extended art treatment as well. So scroll rack and stuff stuff a domination have got the the extended art or the borderless. Yeah. I Whatever they call to... that treatment now. they they have they have that. And I I think that's great. I think yeah. I guess that's probably another thing to mention as well. They've done that for quite a few Staple cards in this set, and I think that's something that we saw, especially with uh, with double masters, was was like the box topper cards. They were all they were all staples of of modern or Legacy or Commander, and I think it's really good to see that again. So it's not on you know on rares or mythics. Like once again, it's on commons and uncommons and and rares and mythics, but it's it's cards that are that are format staples it's cards that are widely played that are getting that treatment and I think it's awesome just to see that so you've got yeah you've got scroll rack you've got staff of domination then you've also got swift boots you've got thought vessel you've got arcane signet and you've got that, like preordained Factor fiction like so many of these format staples are getting these, these cool variants that if people want to do fancy things with their decks now nah, they can do
1: yeah I'm going to Spend a lot of money on uh,
0: stupid shiny cards, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. I'm super happy that. But, like, cards that are actually played, as opposed to just, like, oh, just everywhere in the set is going to get this treatment. I think it's a much better way of doing it. Like, like give me a full art generous gift over, like, I don't know, a full art like slash the ranks any day.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think while we're talking reprints, just reprinting some commanders in themselves that were just yeah. really really expensive. Yeah. So all the partners <laughs> have been reprinted like Thrasios was getting up to like $60. Uh Timna as well was getting up there. Just all the, all the original partners and most of them were just were just worth a lot of money. Yeah. So it's nice to have them reprinted and they also get this special
0: cool border. Yeah, it's called brushed foil trick. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, it's something that we we haven't seen a lot of them a lot of physical examples of the cards yet, but it's Something that did you in in other games? Um, I think it's, I think it, it's Pokemon that has like the, um, like the rainbow foilin. Yeah. I think like the foil in them is like, is like a similar type of foilin to that. So like they're gonna look really cool. They're gonna look really nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So stuff like like Maelstrom Wanderer, like like Vile Smasher, and like Nekuzar and like yeah, Thundurus and Timna, like all of these like well loved proven very good powerful commander cards getting these cool alternate art uh, versions is, is going to be fantastic for the and yeah just like the, the that thing where you can you can choose what you want to play in your your deck and then make it very personal and I think that's, that's that's always been one of the the good things about commander is you can just truly personalize personalize your deck and if if you just happen to love Akiri Slinger, and that's a deck that you love, and you want to make it the coolest, fanciest version of that deck possible. Now you can have a, a nice, boarded version of, of Akiri. Yeah, we're seeing so many different commanders as well. It's not just like a handful. I, I think it's great.
1: Yeah. Well, reprinting Nijila is a big deal. Yeah. Because that card was heinously expensive, especially in foil. And then just, just you know, Commander's great Hits. You've got Zer, Derevi, uh Rakdos, Cross. from some reason. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what Rakdos is in there, but, you know, Queen Machesa, Xenagos, Yuriko, just all these decks that people play a lot, and they're really, like, really widely built. Yeah. It's really nice to have just them reprinted again, because they're all just, it'd be nice for them all to be cheaper. Because it's always bad when you really want to build a commander deck, but you can't even afford the commander. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, all these these nice, sweet versions of them that are going to look really nice. And then, you know, obviously... a. Buttload of other new legendary creatures, <laughs> yeah. all of which have partner. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah,
0: pretty much, pretty much. I'm kind of sure. surprised
1: that when I see a, a brand new, uh, a brand new legendary creature and it doesn't have partner at the bottom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess we should, yeah, move on to some some highlights. I think of the the new cards that we've we've seen so far.
1: Yeah, this set is uh,
0: stacked. It it absolutely is. I think I I think they've they've knocked it out of the park, like hundred percent. I think this. This set looks perfect in terms of power level. I think I don't think there's anything too broken or anything too powerful, and it also just doesn't feel like there's a load of duds either.
1: No, not at all. I think they've tried really hard to hit the power level where they want it, yeah. and I've always been dubious of printing cards directly into Commander. I think it's it homogenizes the format. It creates new staples. It creates new must includes, even you know ahead of staples stuff that, you know, you're incorrect for not playing Ark signet etc. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a problem. But I think they've kind of hit it right here. There are cards that fit really nicely into some existing strategies, some that create new strategies, but there's no, like, sort of, every deck must play such-and-such such card. Like, every, every deck must play Phyrexian Triniform or yeah. Horizon Stone or what have you. Like, they're just cool cards that I think either add to existing decks... Or maybe add new things to the format that we haven't seen before that aren't completely busted. Yeah, totally. Which is always a good place to be. Um, yeah, I mean, some of them may be a little bit pushed in terms of power level, but I think I've always been critical of Wizards trying to print stuff they think commander players want. Yeah. And then just either missing the mark because it's way too flashy. Stuff like the the Eldraine... Um, the Eldraean big colored artifact cycle, right? Apart from the great yeah, Henge, yeah. they all just kind of miss the mark a bit. Like the magic mirror was just not what commander's about in any kind of way. But it's clearly a commander card. Um, or
0: I mean, Embercleave was pretty good.
1: Yeah, but it's not really a commander card. That, that, that was <laughs> true, I true. think that was an accidental card for standards, <laughs> probably. Um, yeah, uh, or, or they do that yeah. exactly. Like they print Field of a Dead or Golos, completely miss the mark, and it just yeah, breaks constructive formats. <laughs> yeah, or on that exactly, which is currently seeing playing Legacy. So. Uh, Yeah, they're pretty cool, stupid, flashy effects, which I I think is called Profane Transfusion um, and Reshape the Earth because Landfall decks needed another thing that makes Landfall, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) Um, But they're just sort of big, stupid cards that they know that Commander players will like, and I think that's a really good precedent to set.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think I'm really enjoying that. We're getting a lot of cards. Uh, like, I guess with there being so many legends in this set, we're getting a lot of cards uh, of a lot of named characters or, or things that have been mm-hmm. referenced in lore as well. And it's really, really cool to see a lot of these things finally get cards. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's, a, it's just an absolute rogues' gallery of of, of characters that have been cards <laughs> yeah. for the longest time, and yep. I'm super, super happy just to see a lot of them. I think yeah, it's wild. Croc the Thumbless is probably my favourite one so far. It's
1: very good. It's it's, it's very so on the good. nose. It's a very stupid joke but it's very funny. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, It's just it's a decent card like, as well. Yeah, it's, it's it's really sweet. It's kind of... I hope they print a blue partner that cares about coin flipping. Yeah. Just so you can build that. Because we had uh, whatever the Cyclops and the Homunculus were called from Battlebond. The, the yeah, coin flipping yeah, yeah. ones. But I hope you can build that with blue because blue is kind of the natural the natural complement to the coin flippy deck but there's, there are cards that we've had that like we have have been mentioned like 25 years ago <laughs> that have yeah. only just got a card and you know they're not particularly exciting they're probably not going to be very good not many decks are probably going to be built around them but t- to have some of these characters actually get recognition and we get to see what they actually like outside of just a couple of flavour texts here and there from like
0: Weatherlight is, uh, is yeah. really really cool that's it. we've got like Belb Corrupted Observer and um, mm-hmm. obviously Belb's Portal everyone knows what that card is but well I guess not everyone knows what that card is <laughs> you know but what if that you is. do know yeah if you do know what that card is you'll uh, you'll recognize this this character uh yeah I think uh, another one that uh, so another one I think that's really cool that we get in this set but also uh, potentially potentially a bit of a miss is uh is uh, Lisa Shroud of Dusk. Yup, I have a lot of opinions about Lisa Shroud of Dusk. Yeah, so I think so. The, the, this is this is the fourth angel, the, the fourth mm-hmm. angel sister from Innistrad. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think it's really really cool to see her finally get a card. Mm-hmm. But I wish I really really wish they'd saved her for an upcoming Innistrad set. Yup, I hate it very much.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, hate this card. It's annoying because I, lo- I I really like this set. I just want <clears throat> to put it out there that I really like this set. I think it's great across the board. I think there's maybe a couple really? of misses, but like the flavour's great. The inclusion of already existing staples is great. The fact that it's going to cost like three pound fifty a booster pack is great. Um, all all the stuff is, is is excellent. But yeah, the, the Lisa, I I hate very much because it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Would you say that she's tearing you apart? <sighs>
0: I hope it's not pronounced Lisa, just so that joke doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, you know what it's going to be, and you know you're going to hear it yes, every single, every single time you sit down with somebody playing the, playing her as their commander.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, it's it's the fact that it's very specifically specifically a commander card. Yeah. It references the command zone. It like, which is it, it just it ties it so heavily to commander, which I know all yeah. legendary creatures do inherently, right? But Gisela, Bruna, and Sagada, even though they're very commandery cards, especially Gisela, and especially Bruna, really, are very commandery cards in what they do, but they exist on a plane in a standard set, right? Yeah. And they're kind yeah. of, especially at that time, were definitely designed with, constructed in mind, not necessarily... No, 100%. 100%, um, definitely. ...commander specifically. Whereas this is just, okay, so we've got this this fourth sister who normally knew anything about and didn't really exist... And then we've just made a just a kind of this bulk rare <laughs> in this supplementary <laughs> products that references specifically the command zone and doesn't really fit the flavor
0: of Inner strad in any kind of way or yeah, really fit I the flavor that, of the other angels in any kind of way like I, hate it. I, I, I think she's a cool card and I, you know I, I totally totally understand what you're saying but I think uh, yeah I just I just I wish it had been that card on a different character I think if if we yep. are gonna get like specifically if we are gonna get like the you know oh, the missing fourth angel then it would have been a lot cooler just to see her turn up in an in, inner for the first time. I want it to be a huge deal. That right. could have been like the trailer. Like every every time there's a new standard set, uh, most of the time there's a new trailer that's absolutely fantastic or you know at least very exciting and gets you really hyped for the set. Like if 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 a new inner set had started with. You know the missing angel sister returning. That would have been sweet. That would have been like that would have got me so hyped. But now it's like, you know, even if they do do that in the next Innistrad set or a future Innistrad set, I like we've already seen her on a card, so it's less exciting mm-hmm. now.
1: Yep. It's yeah. I I dislike the implementation of that character. Yeah. Unfortunately, but apart from that, <laughs> that's
0: pretty Although much my only <laughs> gripe so far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just looking at her, uh, her card on, on Mythic Spoiler currently, I do absolutely love the card that's sat right next to her. It's uh, Blim Comedic Genius. Oh, yeah. All right, Ractus boy. Just, oh, yeah. I mean, Ractus is always fun, but I, I specifically love that there's a character called Blim. That's, like, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah, sure. I want to know who named that. Like Blim. Yeah? I don't know. Someone named a character Fibblefip, so... Yeah, but Blim is, like, specifically refers to the... The end dash from a, a marijuana cigarette. I, I I don't know whether that was intentional. Probably was right. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Whoever named that card. Big big thumbs up. Well, well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> So, is there, are there any new legends that have caught your eye? Anything that you want to build? Obviously, you're you're much more seasoned commander player than myself. Is there Thanks. anything that's getting you excited? Like anything you. you want to specifically build a deck around, or put into an already existing deck?
1: Uh, no, not really. No,
0: <laughs> which I, which I'm assuming is the
1: answer you were hoping for. <laughs> uh, no, like I'm I'm really trying not to build more commander decks. I've moved most of my commander decks now. Yeah, I had eleven. I now have three. Um, just because I never played them, like I yeah, had a really actually. good time building them, and it was really cool, and like I finally got them and got some like you know nice versions of cards and stuff, and then I was just like, I don't really want to play this ever, <laughs> so we just sat <laughs> on my shelf doing nothing. Um, but no, there's no, there's no like, there are no legends I'm particularly interested. There's in. Those versions I like the design of, um, yeah. uh, not necessarily because they're powerful or anything. I just think they're cool cards.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like
1: uh, Archelos, Archalos, Lagoon Mystic. It's it's a stupid I card that should probably be banned. But it's a cool character. It's a turtle the, shaman. The yeah. yeah, we've got another another legendary unicorn. That's cool. We've got an actual card for
0: Nevinroll, which is yeah, really I'd cool. Feel strange about that. Like, like, like. I mean, obviously, obviously, Nevinroll is a I like mean, disc. Obviously, Nevinroll was going to be a named character, and would probably end up on a card eventually, but. It just it feels a bit odd, given that like originally it was just meant to be a a reference to Larry Niven. Yeah, and now it's not. Now it's like well, yes, it is still a reference to Larry Niven, but now it is also just a character as well.
1: I Wonder how Larry feels about it. Uh, I don't know.
0: (laughs) But being an actual card now, an actual,
1: you know, character that tangibly exists yeah in this universe
0: <laughs> it's no longer just like an easter egg and, and a bit of an in joke now it's like
1: yeah. yeah it is that
0: but also is he's, he's, he's but the also character. i think most people didn't know that <laughs> oh yeah for, yeah for sure i can guarantee you that most people who play magic uh, that have heard of Nevin roll's disc or play commander or whatever have, have, have never heard of larry Nevin or read one of his books and why would they because it's, they it's like it's nerds. like most people yeah i mean yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll try to try not to go on a Larry Niven tangent. Because I don't Please don't. Yeah, I think Larry <laughs> Niven's fantastic. And talk about the Ringworld saga forever and yeah, how yep. that, yeah, you yep. know, 99% of people who've played Halo have probably never heard of Larry Niven. And if it wasn't for Larry Niven, there wouldn't be Halo. So,
1: All right. Do you want to anyway, start yeah. a Larry Niven uh, podcast? Uh, I mean, God, I'd love to do a sci fi podcast. You should. Yeah. You absolutely should. I should. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's no, there's no like cards I want to build. Um, but I think that most of the new ones are really cool. Like a new Sakashima is sweet. Yeah, it's a really cool implementation of um, Sakashima. I mean, it's it's effectively very similar to the old Sakashima, <laughs> um, but you can't bounce it and it has partner. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but it also it also has the mirror gallery thing where the legendary rule doesn't apply. So you know if this is your clone commander. Then your other clones can clone legends and not have a legend rule place. That's cool. Uh, I like that. The new Kamals just stupid. It's <laughs> just extremely <laughs> stupid. Um, yeah, like it's they're they're all they're all good. I like them. I just don't want to build any of them particularly. Yeah. Um, and there's no there's no cards where I have thought like oh I definitely need this for for this deck or I definitely want to you know play this card. It's just like they're all just kind of cool and I probably pick them up as and when.
0: Yeah, I think for me like the only one really like obviously with a, I, I have a commander deck now thank you <laughs> oh you're welcome <laughs> uh, yeah uh you know I, I do i do have a passing interest in the format and yeah i've played a decent amount of games now i think yeah the only card that i want from this set is is specifically wheel of misfortune because mm-hmm. i play like eight other wheels in my deck already <laughs> yeah what's, what's a ninth <laughs> so you need some more yeah
1: sure i really yeah. like that card as well I like that. yeah oh, that i design. think it's a
0: fantastic card really really good card
1: it's a, it's a sweet design. But yeah, I, I think this, this this set's great just across the board for all those reasons. Cool yeah. older characters, cool new characters that, you know, they're just sweet designs. Um, partner's a great mechanic. We've got some really good reprints. Like, I didn't even mention the fact that you can now get Foil Thought Vessel and yeah. uh, Three oh, Visits. Foil Arcane Signet. Foil Arcane Signet, which I'm going to have to get. <laughs> yeah. Fo- foil Three Visits and the first Three Visits reprint in yeah, ever so, since yeah.
0: Portal Three Kingdoms. <laughs> Yeah, first three visits reprint, uh, and it's also uncommon as well, and that's absolutely fantastic. And it's got cool area as well. So before, before this reprint, uh, it was in the the top ten non-reserve list most expensive cards in the game. Oh wow, really? Yep. Wild. I mean, a lot of them are just free kingdoms cards because free kingdoms. So I think like Zodiac Dragons number one currently. (laughs) it's just like wild for incredible (laughs) uh it's like zodiac dragons on there, imperial seals on there then like yeah so some of the others were three visits mana crypt uh mana drain um and vampiric tutor and yeah we've got three of them in this set so fantastic absolutely fantastic
1: and we just have mana crypto masters yep yeah, it's cool. I mean, I think one of the things with this set as well is just that they're, they're able to do things that maybe wouldn't fit into a Commander product. This gives them more yeah. sort of... more freedom to make the kind of cards they want to make for the format that don't have to just sit in it. Because, you know, Commander decks, they're quite narrow in what they can do. You only have a certain amount of, like, Rares, Mythics. Not that those mean much in Commander decks, but, you know, those slots where you can have uncommon level power cards, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Like yeah, cycle. that balance knack they've got to do as well where, like, they can't put anything too busted like they can't put the equivalent of like a chase rare or mythic into a commander product because then they just get snapped up and bought off the shelves and they'll learn that lesson once with with mindsees back in the day. But with this being a a booster product they can do that. That's why they can stick mana drain in, they can stick Vampiric Shooter in, they can put you know what whatever else is gonna be in this set. They can just they can put it in there. Yeah. And they can So it's 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 good to see them having that restriction removed as well.
1: Yeah, and they can put stuff like Rograk in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a zero mana o one with first strike menace and trample—it's a legendary creature. Yeah. Just stuff like that. Like, there's no place for that in a commander deck. Like, that's clearly like an uncom- un- uncommon power level card, right? Um, oh yeah, for sure. Which is what it is in this set, but you can't really—I I don't see how you'd put that in a commander deck because it doesn't have like a, an archetype, right? Like, all the, yeah. the face commanders or, like, the, the supplementary commanders you get in commander decks all have, like, a sort of theme, and this doesn't have a theme. It's just, like,
0: this is a kobold. <laughs> with, yeah, some, yeah. with some with some keywords. Yeah, like, um, unless the, they did, like, I get like five mono-colour decks and the red one was, like, super aggressive or whatever, and then that could be one of them. Yeah. But, there's, there's, but, so just but no then, like, that. yeah, that, that just puts so many other restrictions on, which I don't think they would want to do.
1: Yeah. And and you just you get to do kind of whatever you want, um, which is really yeah. cool. And then yeah, give us a load of reprints as well. Some 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 of which aren't necessary reprints, but they're cool, like Combadge Witches, which isn't a particularly expensive card.
0: But that oh, that seven million art, no, that seven million physical card,
1: yeah. Uh, and you can get in foil
0: now, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, F- Finhorn Elves. Yeah, yeah, the Magic Online um, Finhorn Elves art as well. FTV Finhorn Elves. Oh, is it? Is it FTV too? FTV twenty, yeah. Oh, nice. That was the only foil printing of it. So now
1: there's another foil printing. That's cool. Nice. Yeah, it's
0: just. So I guess this yeah, this is, this just is just the, just the f- first non-foil printing of that art.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. Nice. Cool. Correct. Uh, yeah. Like preordain. It's always nice to have that back. Yeah. Fre- foil yeah. preordains. Give me those.
0: Give me those full art pre <laughs> Yeah. We knew you'd get you on something. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> very much. Very much like oh, I don't care. I, won't, I You know, I don't care what I play. for me it's very. I think I've always liked like the oldest, like the oldest boarded, like the oldest, like the original printing if possible, or the oldest printing possible. is always the kind of like the style I would go for. But full art preordains are very nice. Uh, That just fully centered minimal text, so good. It's really nice to get a
1: place out of those. Yep, I felt the same way about full art Jace. Yeah, full art Jace is really nice. So I guess we have to get to the uh, elephant in the room or the lotus and the i rim? mean
0: uh, we we can do i mean we can do that or we can do legacy staples or well, I guess legacy playables uh yeah we can do we'll, we'll do both of those so which one do you want to do first let's start with legacy playables first i sure, think sure sure so let's, let's yeah let's go in on on the cards which at least i, I think are going to be playable on legacy from this set uh first up i want to hit uh i think the easy one is Court of Cunning, one blue blue for an enchantment. When it enters the battlefield you become the Monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep any number of target players each mill two cards. If you're the Monarch, each of those players mills ten cards instead. Mm -hmm. I fully think this is going to be a legacy staple in some sort of blue based control deck, whether that will be Miracles or a, a blue white control or like a bant or even like a snowco style deck or four colour control deck I think this is 100% a new control finisher and I love it absolutely love it it's a cool card I like it I mean yeah. it's yeah because the amount of times
1: when you're playing like snowco or miracles where you just never take damage you can yeah. just choose to never take damage the amount of removal spells and, and rats and stuff you have that's uh, it.
0: It, it's not a very exciting card or flashy card like it certainly doesn't you know have that mythic spark to it. Um I mean it's not a mythic it's a rare, but it certainly doesn't have that exciting factor to it. But I think for for legacy especially like monarch is is such such a powerful tool. Uh and yeah anything that is blue and makes you the monarch is is just going to be the very least worth a look at in legacy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I do think uh, I do
0: think this is this is powerful enough to be a finisher in itself.
1: Yeah, three mana, and it pitches the Force of Will. Yeah. All bonuses.
0: <laughs> yeah, three mana, it's blue, pitches the Force of Will, uh, and it draws you a card. Yeah. Making you the mana arc, it's, oh, it's great. Absolutely fantastic. hmm Then I do think along the same lines, uh, the the white one as well is potentially playable. Yes, that is Court of Grace, it's two white-white for enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, you become the Monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying. If you're on the Monarch, create a 4-4 white angel creature with flying instead. I think probably a bit less playable, but I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of blue-white enchantment-based control deck playing both of these. Uh, just that, or at least like this being in the sideboard of that deck. I think that the fact that it's becomes like you become the monarch, is so powerful in that format, and then yeah, making a four four every turn is going to be fantastic. That's yeah. why you're going to win in those decks.
1: I think this fits nicely into like that the sort of mid range plan from a lot of white fair decks, Yeah. where they just want to board in some kind of big thing that that generates value without without any mana or card investment. Stuff yeah, like sure. Gideon, and Alvez, Zendikar, and this sort of fills that role. I think, I guess, giving potentially giving your opponent the Monarch is kind of difficult, and you have to wait to upkeep to get a four four. So the chance of them taking it off you in that window is a risk, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of like that as a as a sort of occasional one or two off sideboard for for stuff like Miracles or, or Maverick or stuff like that. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. I think. Uh, I guess. I guess my advice, if anything, would be uh, buy copies of Moat now.
1: Shouldn't that be your advice every day? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you want to make money by reserveless cards.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, moat like this in a deck that also plays moat, like yeah, 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 sure, you never lose an eye.
1: I mean, yeah, but moat hasn't been played in Legacy for a long time now.
0: Uh, no, it hasn't been, but
1: I'd know, rather just that'll change going forward.
0: I mean, yeah, probably. Ugh, it's it's that that strange that strange reserveless thing where like what actually shows up at paper tournaments is completely different to what shows up at magic online because yep cards don't cost hundreds and hundreds of pounds on magic online yep <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think this, this is this is certainly another another one that's in the conversation for legacy definitely
1: yeah yeah i agree
0: cool so next uh, i this is one that i want to talk to you about i think definitely because i'm I'm unsure, but again, I think I think a conversation could be had about it. Uh, but I I don't know because I I don't usually play this type of de- this type of deck, uh, and could absolutely be wrong. But I I definitely like to get your opinion on this. Abomination of Llanowar. Oh yeah. Bl- black green for a legendary creature, elf horror. It Has vigilance and menace, uh, and its power and toughness is equal to the number of elves you control plus the number of elves in your graveyard. It's it's legendary, which I think is is obviously a, a big a big letdown in terms of playability. But what are the chances that like we see one or two of this in elves lists?
1: I mean, stuff like Trove of Elves hasn't been playable ever in any kind of legacy tribal deck since you know yeah. standard. Um, so, but the fact that it has Vigilance and Menace is a big deal. Yeah, that that was. I
0: think that's that's what really, really made me go. Hmm, maybe, maybe there could be something there. Is yeah, yeah the vigilance and, and menace, definitely.
1: Yeah, wait for this train. I think the fact that it doesn't immediately impact the board is probably the problem here. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's just when you have cards like this, you want them to immediately do something. So it's why you know, very occasionally you'll see stuff like Shaman at the back,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: which has a big effect when it comes in, and then it's just a body. Or stuff like the Elves deck. It's, it's. I mean, it's almost exclusively combo cards now. It's just, yeah. it's just a combo deck. Um Most recent addition being Alice or a Shepherd. Just you know, putting that to yeah, four, four, four is really, kind of ridiculous, that kind of stupid. Um, but yeah, like outside of the combo Elves, you don't really see much. Like you have mana Elves, and then you have Why Would Symbiote. And Crayon Ranger and Elvish Visionary, and that's sort of like your package. Yeah. And then your your crater hoofs, and then all of the other elves just sort of need to do something else. Like your Heritage Druid and Elf Sentinel. This doesn't really do anything. Whereas yeah. the the thing with um, <clears throat> the thing with Shaman of the Pack, is that you can, so you, you combo off and no, make a make a crap itself, defense.
0: isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You you make a crap to the elves and you just dome your opponent for ten and just have to chip in the little the last bit of damage. Yeah. Um, whereas this doesn't really do anything. It's just a big thing with vision as a menace. Yeah. I think it's maybe a consideration for something like modern elves. If that's still a, still a thing, um, like companying into this is probably really good. If it uh, was legal and modern. Oh, it's not legal and modern, is it? exactly. Like no, yeah, no. That that's kind of the place it would be where just having a big boy is probably okay. Yeah. But legacy, sure. I don't. I think it needs to be immediately impactful, especially for something like the uh, the elf deck.
0: The elf deck. Yeah, that that's fair enough. Definitely. Mm. I'm, I'm not an elf. Certainly not an elf player myself. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm not an elf. I, I, I know. I I'm not an elf. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not an elves player myself. And I, I hadn't really seen any conversation around it. I mean, there probably is good reason for that. But <clears I, <clears j- throat> throat> I just thought it was one that that I felt like that there, sh- there probably should be a conversation about it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think you, you're more than likely just 100 percent right on that. that. I mean, I did use to play elves. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> briefly. Cool, so that is the Abomination of lanoir Let's move on to another Abomination, I think. Potentially. Uh, so, I think we should talk about the... Um, the Opposition Agent. Yeah, go on then. Two and a black for a human rogue. So, 3-2. With flash, uh, you, can, <laughs> you control opponents while they're searching their libraries. While an opponent is searching their library, they exile each card they find. You may play those cards for as long as they remain exiled. You may spend mana as though it were mana of any colour to cast them. So. <laughs> it doesn't sound any less concerning, like reading it now, like, like yeah. almost a week later. Because
1: like, normally with these still... things, it's like, oh, it was it was overhyped at the time and people lost their minds, but maybe now on, on second look
0: it won't yeah. be as good. No, it's still good. So yeah, it's... every time I read it, I'm still like. Like concerned. I'm yeah. Like, you know, if it had. I think if it had been a 3 1, I wouldn't be concerned. Uh, or if it had, if it had cost four mana, then yeah, absolutely not. But I think it's I think it's just right on the line. Like if this had been if this had been one and a black, or like blue black, that would have been ridiculous. And yeah, it certainly would have been too far. But I think I think this is this is the line.
1: Yeah, it's a weird combination of Leon and Arbiter, Avon Mind Sensor, Notion Thief. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a notion fee for, for tutoring. I think one of the things that makes it slightly better is that that last that last paragraph is flavor text. Most of the time, like that, yeah, that's not what. That's not, time, that's not how I'm evaluating the. Uh, that's not how I'm evaluating this card. Like, yeah. if your opponent decides to, because you you get them the first time, right? You, yeah, yeah. So you you know they crack a fetch, and you're like, okay, we'll flash in the same mind sensor get a search anymore because that's how it'll function most of the time. It'll just be an, an everyone sensor that doesn't yeah. have flying. Um, and you'll get them once and you'll be able to like, you know, play their underground so that they would have fetched when they yeah. crack a fetch land. Um, and you know, every
0: once in a while you'll flash it in, in response to an infernal cheer <laughs> and completely yeah. ruin someone's day. That's it. And I, I think that's I think that's totally fair. Like given the state of legacy currently, I think that's totally fair. Like if that's if that's its rule, um, you know, because yeah, that that happens already with like you know, with Vale or Summer, and that's totally fine, totally, totally fine for it to do that. Um, yeah, yeah, I just. Hmm, I, I think I,
1: this thing—it's—it's it's not like a glorified it's, it's form where you, yeah. where you just where you just stop the fetch lands because there's a lot there are a lot of tutors in yeah. in Legacy that this is going to be relevant against. Uh, you know, Knight of the Royal, Creed, Greenson, Zenith, Gamble. It, it, you know Infernal Tree fetches. there's it, just so many cards that search a library that there's stops that are relevant but like it, it's just it's going to stop them once and you'll maybe get a card um and then it it's a 3-2 so it does just it doesn't brawl particularly well it's not a card you particularly want to brawl with because it's probably shutting off quite an important part of the deck and you know stuff like the cracker fetch and you flash this in they still have an opportunity to swords or bolt it right yeah that's true yeah. um or abrupt decay it so it's it's not going to be I think as ubiquitous as we all thought when we first saw it and I do think that last line is basically flavor text you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll get the first one and then like it's not just this is crazy I get to play my opponent's deck and it's, it's, it's an overmind sensor basically where they, they don't get to they don't get to gamble with the top four cards
0: yeah definitely and that's it I I really hope that is that is going to be the case of it Um, I think at the same time as well like if if this is it, if this is the most absurd thing for legacy and vintage, then that's fine. That's yeah, absolutely fine. Uh, and I'm really glad that that's the case. And I kind I of think like that, it's... like the occasional, just like this will be a one or two over some black necks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like if if like rather than oh this this is broken, this is this is warping the format. Like if this is just you know the next step and the evolution of legacy, then then I I think I'm probably fine with that. Like we've seen with stuff before like like plague engineer was a big one like plague engineer made a, a lot of strategies worse and we saw a, a big shift in in legacy as as a whole like as the format like when that was printed uh, i think we've seen it since with cards like like uro like especially like um i guess yeah card like uro has has definitely definitely made combo deck and, and storm like storm and specifically like a lot more yeah i guess a lot a lot more of a of a, of a bad choice to play because mm-hmm. you're gaining three life every time you cast neuro. and then we, we're also we've also seen it with with astrolabe and we can argue to death for the banning of astrolabe but I think it's quite clear at this point that it's it's not going to happen and it's just mm-hmm. just the next step in the evolution of legacy and oh I've, I've changed my tune on that by the way yeah
1: I think Astrolabe's fine now
0: I don't know about fine, but I, don't, I think it, I think I think it's just a part of the format. And I think you just move on. That that's it. I think I don't I don't know if I think it's fine, but I think I'm certainly certainly over arguing the argument at this point.
1: Yeah, I, I I genuinely think it's fine to exist in the format now. It's not as oppressive as it once was. Sure. And more more and more strategies are popping up every day. Legacy is the most diverse it's been since you know War of Spark. Like it's it's oh, yeah, yeah it's definitely. the healthiest it's been in inverted commas, for a long long time. Um, yep. and I think Astrolabe is just a part of it. And the Astrolabe decks aren't even putting up that many good results. The most recent league from the thirty first, the Legacy League on Modo, um, there were no Snowco decks. There were decks playing Astrolabe, yeah, but there yeah. were no like five colour Snowco good stuff piles. There was but, a yeah, it's there like... was a Miracles deck splashing with Astrolabe. Yeah. And there was just a bunch of like other decks like elves and
0: D T. Well, yeah, and... like if you look at like the like Eternal Weekend. Eternal Weekend we had like three of the biggest legacy events for years. Uh, and that was won by three different decks. Oops! All spells, death and taxes. And... <laughs> oh, I'm just laughing at oops! All spells still. <laughs> oops! All spells, the death and taxes, and elves won like the three legacy events over three days. Yeah. One One of them had like a thousand players in. Like <laughs> yeah.
1: Zen- Zendikar Rising was the. Uh was one of the most impactful sets for legacy in the last year. Yeah. Skyclave apparition and the MDFCs <laughs> have done more for legacy than a lot of sets yeah. recently. Yeah, it's It's than completely AstroLabe, arguably. Yeah, it's 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 absurd. Skyclave apparition is a hell of a card.
0: Oh, it's yeah.
1: And it's great. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I like to you know, it's Warp legacy around it really. Like yeah. fair white decks now have this catch-all answer to a hard answer to Oko, which they were they didn't have before apart from like pithing needle yeah. and Flexing yeah. revoker. And a very flexible answer to stuff like Uro which is also taking over yeah. the format kills Jace <laughs> like kills yeah, Omnath I Jason, guess if that's relevant
0: Uro, Omnath Teferi anything and everything that yeah. could be a problem it, it can deal with it it's, yeah so yeah, that's, that's where we're at card.
1: that's where we're at in Legacy now where Skyclab Apparition is is the, one of the biggest deals currently yeah. and the, and the MDF, MDFCs but you know Source Spells and Jim Belcher type decks were, were a thing for you know since the formats existed so I'm not too concerned about those I'm maybe concerned about oops or spells in other formats but um, <laughs> yeah. I digress uh, yeah. yeah so I think Opposition Agent is a perfectly fine thing to exist it's going to sit alongside Plague Engineer in that kind of slot where it's this yeah, two yeah. and a black random creature that just <clears throat> hoses a couple of strategies you flash it in when they cast a Stoneforge Mystic and go ha 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 no, I've taken the battle Skull or the g the sort of Foreigners out of your deck yeah. and I can maybe cast it and that's really really powerful but it's just a fine thing to exist, and it's not powering out any kind of stupid. It's not an Uro or an Oko where you just define the time. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's
0: yeah. Like there's not a deck where you're gonna sit down and your opponent's gonna win the die roll, and they're gonna go oh, Dark Ritual Opposition Agent go, like yeah. Because your opponent's that... just gonna go
1: Mountain Bolt go, <laughs> and you're yeah, gonna feel stupid. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's a fair a fair evaluation of it. Um, I think I think for now. I'm I'm probably going to stick with with concerning, but I, I don't think it's broken. I don't think it's yeah. busted or anything. Yeah.
1: It's I don't uh, I, I don't think, think it's as warping as stuff like Truno Nemesis has been.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, or as True format Nemesis defining is as stuff, stuff like Flusterstorm Storm.
1: Think. I don't think it's yeah. one of those cards. Um, I think I think it's more of like a Council's Judgment. Yeah, it, oh, yeah, definitely. It fits fits that role where it's it was intended for commander play and then it works nicely in Legacy. And you'll see it every now and again in the sideboards. Probably a couple of main deck players in like. A grixis controls type thing or yeah. or, or like I'll, I'll probably play it in maverick um if i'm still splashing black yeah,
0: but yeah i think it's it's, fa- it's it's far more of a of a problem in vintage i think than legacy um just give it yeah. given the state the state of the vintage meta game and the fact that like doomsday is is a, a much more played deck and it is, is a much better more powerful deck and you yeah. have the lotus you have mox and you have so much more fast mana and you have you know you have demonic shooter, you have vampiric shooter, you have all of these other powerful shooters. I think yep. that it's more of a problem in vintage. I think I think uh, I, I I still I don't know probably you know old man yells at the clouds, but I'm still gonna say it's a bit concerning for legacy. Like I, I think once he just hate Doomsday because <laughs> it was it was never really good in Legacy, and then they
1: took taxi Taxium Probe and it was completely awful. Uh, and then they gave it Thassa's Oracle and made it yeah. kind of
0: okay again, and now they've printed this, very, which is... Very, very good. It's the, I think mean, it's the best deck in vintage by far. Like, I yeah. genuinely think it is. Um,
1: and then they just give us this, which is like... Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You can just really, really piss off the Doomsday uh, player in your meta yeah. if you want to. But yeah. Uh, cool. Is there so, anything else
0: you think is, is, is legacy? Yeah, just, just one more I want to touch on, I guess, before we move on to the... Ah, uh, uh, the... Uh, the controversial card. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about Hole Breacher briefly. Yeah, in this of similar veins to opposition agent, I think. I could Hole Breacher finally be the card that sees a return of Popeye Stompy? <laughs> God, I two and a blue plan. for a three two, it's a Merfolk pirate, has flash. And if an opponent would draw a card, except the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, instead you create a treasure token.
1: Why is this not a white card? What the hell? I don't know. This is just a white card. The most perfect this is just what is it, arms collector from Commander yeah, Whatever? Yeah. But blue for some reason. But it, blue
0: under in the fish.
1: It does the it does the the, the thing you want white to do. It's it, it, it stops the card draw and gives you something else, but it doesn't give you the card because white wouldn't
0: give you the card. Yeah. It, it gives you a treasure. Like smothering Titans does. It's, um it's yeah. blue, so you can put it in your Echo of Eon's deck. You could pitch it
1: for the will.
0: Yeah, it the force of will put in your Archovian's deck.
1: Yeah, put in your Murphy deck yeah. uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I it's
0: uh
1: I hate I hate the the fact that this is a blue card. I think it's, it's probably it's okay. really
0: strange. It's really really strange. I think it's like, a, a, again highly highly unlikely to actually do anything in the format. But yeah, I'd still rather play that Thief. potential. I think it's definitely like a a week one, LSV or canister or some you will Brew a, a Bob Wang, I guess, brew like a like a stupid Merfolk Pirate deck, Merfolk Pirate Echoveons Sea Dragon deck, and then just yep do silly things yep in like a go like four one in a Legacy League or something for a laugh, and then that'll yep. be that.
1: Yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah, it, it's uh, it, uh, I'd I'd rather play Ocean Thief if I'm looking yeah. for this kind of effect where I, like I want I want, I want I want like a sort of gotcha in the same way that Opposition Agent is a gotcha. I'd rather play Ocean Thief for one more mana and actually get the cards. Yeah, oh, fully fully agree. Yeah, uh, there is w- w- one more before we move on. Yeah, go for it. I'm really glad that Majors of the Order isn't an elf. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure it's like, even if it was an elf, it would actually be playable in elves, but a natural yeah. order on a stick is, is it's kind of interesting, maybe a couple of things.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's interesting they went for for natural order as opposed to um, thingy, survival of the fittest.
1: We have survival of the fittest as a magus.
0: Oh, is there already a magus of the? Yeah, it's called. Fittest? It's called faunisherman. Oh yeah, sure. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You can't
1: really print majors of the survival or major majors of the fierce or survival yeah. magus, or whatever because we already have form for That's exactly that card. Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah. Then. that's fair enough. But yeah, now majors of the order. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I like it as a deck. I think it's cool. But yeah, I probably. I, I didn't, Yeah, I said I didn't want any of these cards. I'll probably. Put that in Maren. Probably <laughs> yeah. another birthing yeah. pod effect, you say?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Cool. All right.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. <sighs> okay. Um. So the most overhyped magic card of all
1: time.
0: F- yeah, one hundred percent of all time. Like, not even <laughs> clickbait. It is what it, it is. It's clickbait. It's the most clickbait magic <laughs> card of all time. My my favorite it's, my favorite response to this was Gavin
1: who previewed it
0: was immediately yeah. being like, It's not that good, what are you talking about, guys? Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah uh, when this was previewed said both said, Oh this card isn't that good and Arcane Signet was a was mistake. A mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's, I love Gavin so much. Oh that's how hyped this card is. It's this so is, good. It made him so Black Lotus. It made it's lotus. Yeah. They've printed black lotus. They've done it. They've Ugh. ruined it. God this card really isn't good. Uh, this card I, is not a good card. <laughs> I, I so I don't think it's not good. Uh, I, oh yeah, I, sure. I I think it's fine. Yeah, some it's. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it, I, that's, I mean let, let's just hit it. It's it's jewel lotus. It's an artifact. It costs zero mana. Tap it. To sacrifice Jeweled lotus. Add three mana of any one color. Spend this mana only to cast your commander. Meh. So this is this is the the fixed slash skirting around the reserve list. Version of of Black Lotus. I think we, we we sort of seen it. I guess similar things before. Like the first iteration of this kind of thing, I feel, was like the Battleborn lands, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. You know, like luxury suites and. Um, I, I think Luxury Suite is the only one I can remember, because I still think it's just absolutely fucking wild that there's a magic card called that. <laughs> luxury, like, suite. The, yeah, uh, luxury Suite. Huh? The Luxury Suite. The Zendikar Rising Expedition is uh, a real bend of what that one. Yeah. <laughs> With the words Luxury and Suite. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah.
1: good. I mean, yeah, Battle <laughs> for oh, Promenade, Sea so
0: of Clouds. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's genuinely, luxury genuinely,
0: suite. genuinely can't remember anything apart from Luxury Suite. It's, yeah. uh, it's a stupid card, yes. I agree. So this is this is the latest iteration <laughs> of that of them uh, them doing their best to print cards that are exciting for players that are as close to reserve list cards as the as, be, you know. as yeah close to list as close cards as they can get away with really um mm-hmm. and I think I think this this card is it's certainly exciting because it's a lotus it's a zero mana lotus. It, sometimes it is going to be Black Lotus, and I think that's the thing that people are are both getting too excited about, but also I think people are being too quick to dismiss. I think I think the on, the only takes I'm seeing on this card are. Like the two extremes, like people are either saying, "Oh, this is the most hyped, exciting, powerful card ever," and then also people going, "Oh, this card is not good." I, I, I think it's in the middle. I think it's one hundred percent in the middle. Sometimes this is just going to be like Black Lotus. I think in the games, the games where this is going to be Black Lotus, I think this is going to be really problematic. I mean, I think the but, kind of games
1: where people are playing this like it's a Black Lotus, I'm not interested in playing yeah. anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's it. i think that's the that's the that's the saving grace i think there there are decks like i mean you know like it plays directly into the kind of magic that i like to play like i saw this card and was like okay i think this is this is a good card in the type of decks i like to play i want to play this card and i want to go turn 1 crack a fetch land get a tundra play dual lotus play yeah. grand arbiter everyone else scoops like that that's the kind of magic i enjoy playing so i think uh, there are Mm -hmm. certainly Mm -hmm. scenarios like that that are going to come up it's going to happen and as much as i like that i yeah i think that's bad i think that's really really bad for the format Um, whether or not you know the likelihood of that happening in any game you play is is low is you is, is it as low as as was one percent i i don't think that matters i think the fact that it, that that can happen yeah, well, at all yeah. is just bad I mean. bad for the health of the format overall i think that's that's just you know as somebody who doesn't really play commander somebody who isn't really that invested in commander i i don't like that that is something that can happen um and it's 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 going to lead to far more feel bads and, and far more politicking than is is necessary. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've just really described the problem with
1: the problem with commander specific yeah. printed cards in general. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's bad for the, bad for the format. Uh, I mean, this cards gonna be played, people are gonna spend way too much money on this card to realise it's not free, it's not as good as they thought it was.
0: That's yeah, thing. I
1: don't wanna say, say it's bad, I don't want to say it's not very good, I wanna say it's nowhere near as good as people who are hyped about to think it is. Yeah, that's it. I, th- I think
0: so a, a term a term that I've seen thrown around a lot and it's it's a term that I've used myself, is is the term auto include. Um yep. I certainly I think that was that was my initial reaction to it. I saw it and was like seems like it's just gonna be an auto include in every deck. Uh, I'd, I've certainly changed my opinion from that now. Um, I don't think it's yeah. going to be an auto-include in every deck, but I think in every deck that is two colours or less, this should be an auto-include. I think that you can you can argue as much as you want about it being crap to draw, to draw later in the game, but so is Sol Ring, so is Arcane Signet. That's, not as yeah. bad. But I, I not, see- as, not, not Not as bad, certainly mm-hmm. not as bad, but there are certainly there are certainly cards that are considered auto includes or close to that are badge draws later in a game, and mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think if if you are if you are playing commander with soul rings and arcane Signets and all of these other you know quote unquote auto includes, I think it's correct to throw this in there with those cards as well if your deck is two colors or less. Uh, if it's a, if it's three colors or more, then no, do not play this card in your deck. I think this
1: card is good the first time you cast a commander, and I yep. think it is terrible every other time. I think <laughs> if you if you power out your commander, your four mana commander on turn one, your five mana commander on turn two, etc., it's great. If you yeah. you immediately power out, <clears throat> and then it's there, so it has to be in your opening hand. And it has to be the first time you cast a commander. You get to cast it way ahead of time, but a lot of the time you're going to cast your commander on turn one or two and someone's going to plow it or pongify it or whatever, and you just wasted a card, you just wasted all of that, and then you're so far away from casting your commander a second time. If you're the kind of deck that wants to play Jawed Lotus, you're the kind of deck that really cares about having your commander in play, as opposed to just being a value deck that occasionally casts. Like your your Elsha deck, right? Where you're like, I'm just going to do all these things, and then I'll cast my commander when when I want to, when I have a free moment. Yeah, absolutely. But if you're playing Jawed Lotus, you want your commander out, right? You want your commander... To exist immediately, like like a Merin deck where the, the entire deck is built around the fact that you have Merin in play um so that commander's is going to die if it's that kind of deck <laughs> if, if it's yeah. people people know those kinds of decks right um so th- they're going to be gunning for it they're going to be immediately murder it and then you're really far away once you've boosted with the three mana you're really far away from casting it because you've got to pay all that mana again so you've cast it on turn one you've cast a four mana commander on turn one and then it gets killed on turn two you have two mana and then you need to get to six Right, so you're going to power out your commander, and then if it, if it dies, you're really far away from casting it where you were with the jewel lotus. Yeah, and if you're using this to pay commander tax, it's going to feel really bad. Uh, and it, but people don't play dark ritual. People don't really play rituals. The closest things to ritual people play are mana Geyser where it you know creates twelve mana. Yeah. It, it, the people, I mean, they, they probably are. Some people are right, but. Generally, outside of CDH, where this is obviously going to see play, it's going to power out some stupid things that you're meant to win on turn one or two anyway. But that's a different format, so I'm, I don't care about how it exists there. I'm sure this is yeah. very, very playable.
0: That's it. I think I think the decks, the decks that are tuned enough where they want their commanders out consistently to win. I think yeah, this is, it's the kind of card you want to want to be playing in those decks. But yeah, yeah. I think I think really it it plays into what you were saying before. Like it's this this is a card that makes the game around the game more important or at least you know, as important than the game itself yeah but it, it's, just, it's, it's it's just it's, it's one more card that's just going to cause problems between players like, it, yeah absolutely people people seem to be pretty bad at evaluating the power levels of their their own decks already i think everyone people start a... throwing cards like you Lotus notice into the mix and, mm-hmm. and bumping up Power level, like if if you put this this card in a deck, it's just going to it's going to increase just the the swing the swing in power level between drawing this and your opening hand and not. It's gonna it's just gonna lead to so many feel bad games that just do yeah. not need to be necessary.
1: The the precedent it sets is more of a problem than the card itself
0: yeah, in terms fully of gameplay. Fully, fully agree.
1: You're going to play a Daughter letters on turn one, and someone's going to go, oh, I didn't realize it was that kind of game. In the same way that when you play a Mana Crypt on turn one, or when you know when you play Jewel Land or whatever, and people yeah. are like, oh, I didn't realize it was that kind of game. I'm not, I'm not ready for this kind of power level. And it's going to create division in that sense. And, <laughs> I mean, magic players are always looking for division and looking for reasons to argue and take each other down. Yeah. But this is just another reason for that. But I genuinely don't think this card should be played pretty much at all. Like, it's... There's a reason that we play ramp and we play mana rocks and we play stuff like Konama's Reach and Nature's Law. The reason we, we play that over stuff like Dark Ritual or Desperate Ritual um, or, you know, Lotus Bloom or anything like that. It's because you need that sustained mana. You're ramping so that your next turn you have more mana and then you still have that mana and you can increase that mana. Having access to four mana, especially when it's just confined to the ability to cast your commander on turn one, isn't that good. It's not yeah. that powerful. And I except for when it is except yeah. for
0: when it is i think sure. that's the that's the issue i think for, for me it's like yeah most of the time it's not going to be that powerful but that small percentage of the time it is it, it really is going to be powerful and yeah i don't like that as yes. much as i love that as much as i love that and that's the kind of thing mm-hmm. i want to do i don't like it
1: yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a card they should have printed. I don't really understand the design. I don't understand who was asking for this. This is the kind of—it's one of my problems. Like, I don't understand who thought this. This was a thing that commander players wanted. It's already yeah. a thing that people don't like fast mana or everyone plays fast mana. But you know, like creating these divisions in power levels and people not being able to assess how good their deck is and what the point of their deck is or what what they're doing. It's people don't need cards like this. We don't need cards like arcane Signet, which is which is yeah. the. Point of, like, at the crux of it, a very fair card that is just a good thing to have. Like, everyone being well, able to have, especially now it's been reprinted already, like, four yeah, we, times. We,
0: we know that we know that it's a mistake, they've admitted yeah. to that,
1: yeah. But everyone having access to a two mana ramp spell, regardless of the deck you're playing, unless it's a colorless deck because it doesn't have any mana, yeah. everyone having access to that, and it's like, a, like a, a 50p card now because it's been reprinted so many times, it's about to be reprinted again. It, it's just that's that's fine, that's the kind of thing that you want mistakes to be. Sure, we shouldn't have printed it, but it it generally increases the potential enjoyment for everyone because everyone has access to this card yeah. that does things over a sustained period of time. and mana rock's are good.
0: Um, it, it costs not... two mana. Like you never you're never going to mm-hmm. play this on turn one and then play your commander. Yeah, sure, never. Yeah, it, it's just unless your commander's at zero mana, kobold.
1: Yeah, but like I'd much rather play a soul ring than this. I think I think yeah. I, I any day of the week if I had to choose between putting the dual lotus jewel lotus in my deck or a Sol ring, it's ring or a soul ring every time.
0: So, same in vintage cube. Like I'm depends, taking a soul ring depends, of black lotus. We, I mean, uh, yeah, I think very very different formats. There. Sure, I but think, like in terms so of, Sol ring, part of, 100% of the ring, 100 percent ring over black lotus in vintage cube any day of the week. But I think I think if we if we are that conversation to commander, then I think it all it all just depends who your commander is.
1: I think part of the problem is if, people it is commander players don't, don't don't really appreciate the power level that they have the fact yeah. that you get to play Soaring sort of yeah. in every deck is completely ludicrous oh, yeah. Soaring's such a stupid card that yeah. should not exist <laughs> but it's, it's an uncommon that's in every commander product and just exists and everyone has like a thousand of them yeah
0: and it's, but, only, it's only there because it was a mistake it was mistakenly made an uncommon in the first place yeah if it, if it had been rare then it would have been on the reserve list and then yeah. it would be like more expensive than Black Lotus uh, probably when exa- exactly it's it's it's
1: one of the most powerful cards ever printed.
0: Yep.
1: But we just get to play in every commander deck, and it's worth like two quid. And you just have a thousand copies of it. Like people don't. And I think that's part of the problem. I'll wait for the stream I think that's part of the problem: not people not being able to evaluate correctly the power level of the cards they're playing with. Yeah. Because it's just this card isn't as good as you think it is, just because it looks like a really expensive rare card. Yeah. For and sure. currently is commanding an absurd pre order price.
0: Yep. Most exp I think it's just, just the most expensive pre order price I've ever seen for a single card.
1: Especially from a standard booster set. Like a standard yeah. priced booster With, from set. From any
0: from any? Yeah. Anything. It's, I've never ever ever seen a yeah. card pre order for a hundred and fifty dollars before. Yeah. But never. I think
1: I think people want Mana crypts because they're expensive and they're this big sort of Big ticket item that you know means you're you're, you're playing at the, the the adults table right if you yeah. have a, a mana crypt they don't actually appreciate how <laughs> absurdly that powerful it is, to have it is yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. it's not that much better than uh soaring arguably sometimes yeah. it's a lot worse like yeah it's <laughs> I, don't notice I don't think i will i'll probably play in Ilhag because i really want to get Ilhag in play on like turn two if i if i can I guess. Yeah, I, th- I
0: think just, I think the, the context, the context of of the deck and the commander really really apply. Like, I yeah. think, you know, there are there are certain decks where you absolutely do just want this, like a hundred percent. Even if it came down to this or soul ring, like if we did like this this or soul ring, in Grand Arbiter, you want this over soul ring be- just yeah. because there's going to be chances where you can cast Grand Arbiter on turn one. Well, yeah. If I if, if you I... want th- if you want this or Soul Ring, in Urza, I think Soul Ring, hundred percent. You're going to cast yeah. Urza slightly cheap, slightly slightly quicker with the Dual Lotus, but it's it's a one shot and done. Whereas your Soul mm-hmm. Ring, is then going to be able to activate Urza later on. It's then going to be a mock Sapphire potentially. Like, yeah, I think the, I think the context in which it plays. Is is the most important factor that comes into it, but I, yeah. I, I do think this card is is powerful. Even I think, even I think if we're... it's not going to be, you know, even if its power, even if its true power is not going to be seen ninety nine percent of the time, I think this card. Oh, that one percent is is, 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 is an absurdly high level. Yeah, the
1: ceiling on it is, is absurd.
0: Yeah, I think sure. I think the
1: thing is like I don't like one shots in commander. I never play any one shots. I only play cards that give me a sustained effect, even if that's removal, right? Removal is a sustained effect. They can have eternal witnesses and regrowths and pull from eternity and stuff, but everything I play has a sustained effect. It's either a ramp spell that means that I have sustained access to mana, or it's a permanent that I have sustained access to, or it's a a spell that does a thing for me that's that's useful, like it gets me cards or it gets me anything, you know. Uh, Or... And, and it, it, I don't like these sort of one shots that it fif- it fulfills a role on one turn and then its effect is no longer there because when you counterspell something, that means that there's a threat that's no longer on the table. So yeah, that has a sustained effect. This is literally just you get three mana specifically to cast one thing, whenever you want. And I, there's gonna be games where like I've cast my commander three times, and then I draw this. I'm like, well, sure. Like I get to cast my, cast my commander again, but is that really that big of a deal? Yeah. You think like like you said, like the ceiling on this card is absurd, but I don't think it's gonna. Reach that ceiling,
0: most of the time. No, no, it, I it fully, fully agree with that as well. Like it, I, it's, it is, is, it's only going to reach a ceiling one percent of the time. But and that's going
1: to be a story, I, and that's fine. Yeah,
0: it, it's going to be a story, and it's going to be, it's going to be a groan. It's going to be a massive groan. Um, I don't know. I just, I just worry about what scenarios that leads to, or uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not it's, completely... it's interesting as well i think i think like sorry yeah go ahead so, so Wait, see, it? yeah, it's, it's not completely
1: ridiculous anyway like cdh tables have already been able to do that kind of thing like it's not yeah. too far away from what's already been been happening there like being yeah. able to cast stupid stuff on turn one between Soul rings and mana Crypts and and what have you like it's not that absurd
0: yeah um, yeah for sure
1: if it, in in terms of the ceiling it's just gonna make those you have another copy of it i guess
0: yeah definitely yeah yeah I I think I think one thing I wanted to point out was I think that this card has ended up having the complete opposite effect that wizards thought it was going to have that they were going to like you know show off the jeweled lotus and everybody was going to go this is amazing this is the best card ever and there seems to be a a considerable portion of the community have gone no we don't want this (laughs) yeah
1: yeah Yeah, none of us want it really yeah yeah it makes CDH a slightly more interesting format, but that's a completely different format. Than I think they should unban like, do, power Does it? Like, does it
0: doesn't make it more interesting, or just, or does it? It adds another. Does wrinkle it, it, to does the it format, increase, is... increase the like increase the chances that the game is over faster? Like, it
1: is. I think. I think it, it does. Right. It adds another wrinkle to the format and it creates another subset of possibilities that could happen on turn one, two, or three in those in those formats. And I think that's the kind of thing those people are playing that format for. Yeah. So whether interesting is synonymous with another wrinkle to the format it is is a different question so maybe yeah I, I suppose I misspoke with interesting but it it adds a new element there, there that I'm sure the people that enjoy that format and enjoy the things of, that make that format what it is are probably okay with and probably excited Even to then, see then like
0: I, I don't know I really don't know because it's I mean if, if, that, if that, you look that, at like it, you look at like what are the what are the best decks like like a Thrasios and Temna deck doesn't want this like Kess Consultation doesn't want this so I don't yeah, know
1: yeah sure 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 I yeah uh, I agree that's the thing like mo- most CDH decks as well I guess they don't really hinge on their commander you've got stuff like like, like Grand Arbiter Grand Augustine but that's not really
0: playable yeah. anymore <laughs> like at all I in guess, that format yeah I guess I guess maybe it will be now maybe Grando- yeah, Grand Orbiter might be
1: yeah this is the thing but, it it but then again like, because of this you have to draw it in your opening hand <laughs> yeah and sure you get to Mulligan but I guess to be fair, you probably will just Mulligan to one, just to find this. It's, it's going <laughs> yeah, to be a bizarre matchup like situation. This land, Grand Arbor Yeah,
0: sure, exactly. Uh, yeah.
1: But it's yeah, like most decks in Cdh don't care about the commander being in play until they win the game, yeah. at which point they normally have infinite mana. So, I guess being able to cast Selv- the the Monogreen Salvala on someone's probably too good. Casting yeah, just casting Gysan yeah, on someone's probably that. too good, but. Even then, you need moving pieces alongside that. It doesn't just win the game by itself. And then, you know, by the time you're casting your Thrasios or whatever it was, you've already got infinite mana, so you've already basically won the game. That's just a tutor, essentially. Yeah. So, I don't know, it, it's
0: uh, I, it's just what we're outraged about this week. Yeah, it's, it 100% deserves the, the title of most clickbait magic card of all time, like... But it's but That's the thing is things. as well. It's
1: just the most clickbait magic card of this week of this period of time because it you know it, it yeah I, I guess so.
0: I guess yeah next week it'll be it'll be uh, pickled lotus and it'll yeah be a so, lotus exactly so pickle Rick's face they'll do something
1: that, that isn't on the same you know level of outrage as this like yeah. but the response will be the same it'll be what magic Twitter is talking about that week yeah. enemies will be made friendships will genuinely be destroyed over this and. Bridges will be burned over this stupid, stupid game, and that will be. It doesn't matter how how good it is because remember when there was this amount of outrage about Kin and Bonda Prodigy that no one has ever played in any format ever. Yeah. Remember when this was there was kind of outrage about the Walking Dead cards. Like yeah, I think uh,
0: at least Magic is just an outrage
1: machine at this point. Yeah. Like yeah sure like some of them are more reasonable than others like being upset about the Walking Dead cards for all the multitude of reasons we covered I think is reasonable I think it is reasonable to 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 care that much about magic and yeah to be I guess upset yeah about for the I've, reasons
0: we covered and talked about I think that is reasonable but yeah. I don't think it's reasonable to send people death threats over yes it. absolutely I yeah. think
1: those people should be I, I I I don't want to send death threats to those
0: people but fuck them they, I'd say they should have their DCI numbers banned but they aren't thing anymore yeah <laughs> they can't, have
1: your arena cards taken away. <laughs> but this is the thing like whether, whether they're comparable in terms of how impactful they are like whether the fact that K- Kin and Barnet Prodigy exists is, is more detrimental to the game than The Walking Dead cards The Walking Dead cards existing or Jeweled Lotus existing is irrelevant the amount of hype always reaches the same volume it always reaches the same peak and people have these stupid, ludicrous arguments and conversations and I'm part of it, and I have these things that I make snide comments on Twitter, and I fuel the f- I, I fuel the fire, right? Like, because that's part of part of the fun of being magic, magic social media. It's it always reaches this stupid, stupid climax, regardless of how important the thing is that we're discussing. And this is just the the next in that it's just another cog in that stupid machine and next week they'll do something which is probably far far less divisive than George Lotus but it'll still create a similar backlash because that's what we like to do as a community apparently it fuels the algorithm doesn't it it does exactly you know now people that didn't know about Commander Legends already care about it have seen something about it because of the algorithms and stuff What's he at a certain point? Probably just doing stupid things that we all disagree with on purpose, just to generate outrage, to generate income. At the end of the day, and it works. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely works. I'm excited to see what we what we're angry about next week, because it will be something as stupid that we will have forgotten by the week after, yeah. right? Like no one's oh, yeah. going to be talking about George Lotus in a month's time.
0: No, no, no. Like yeah, I guess just you know we've seen we've seen a few things potentially leak from questionable sources that have been right about some things in the past that are definitely things that once everyone's forgotten about in, in four months' time when they're actually properly released are def- definitely gonna generate some some outrage, definitely. Like Yeah. And it's just know, how it works at the Most point. most people seem to have forgotten that like a Bob Ross secret lair leaked. Exactly. Like Give it four months when it's when it's meant to be properly announced, and it'll be, it'll be back again. We've we, we've just forgotten all these things that all, all the podcasts were talking
1: about last week, and all, all the you know yeah. all the things that we've discussed. Like no one's talking about uh, Strixhaven anymore, or no one's talking about the D and D set. No one's talking about no one's talking about Zendikar Rising or Double Masters anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, recent sets. yeah, yeah <laughs> that yeah. were exciting and cool. Like no one's talking about any anything because it's just the next the next thing to get annoyed about.
0: Yeah, and I think it, an that's opinion. very, very much it's just it's the way magic works now. Like it's the perpetual hype train, they like like Yeah, they love it's, it. It's it's what they've done, it's what they've done for the past couple of years and it works. They seem to Yeah, definitely. They've they've definitely figured out how to harness it and they're making a lot of money. Making a lot of money. It's it's
1: much better to have thousands of people outraged about your game than it is to have thousands of people quietly enjoying your game. Yeah. Because who's gonna see the quietly enjoying the game? That's outside true. of people that already play the game, that's true. It's much better just to, to, to Joel Rottus, like sure, yeah. that's that's far more engaging for for anyone. than then, man, I really like playing Magic the Gathering.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On that note, <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, that's a, a good place to end it. I think it's been it's been yeah. fun. It's been good to do this again. Let's let's do it more regularly. Yeah, definitely. I've missed this yes. for certain. Yeah, uh, that is pretty much what we have time for this week. How how do you feel about Commander Legends? How do you feel about <laughs> about the Walking Dead? The constant outrage, pickled lotus, come. Uh... I really want a pickled lotus. Me too. Though. I really like. oh just let's let's just do it. Let go for it. Pickle lotus. that's yeah. What we want to see. Do you forget about dual lotus? Pickle lotus. It's it costs zero mana, and you tap it, and sacrifice it and add three Phyrexian mana of any colour to your mana pool <laughs> 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 why not pick a lotus let's go yep. yeah let us know yep. Let us know your feelings you can get us on social media on twitter we are at hofdcast facebook.com slash hofdcast or if for some reason you've really enjoyed this and you want to give us back in some sort of monetary value here's up at patreon we are patreon.com slash of devastation where tiers start as little as one dollar per month that's <laughs> That was roughly 20 to 20 cents per episode, but that has not been true for this year at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you've got spare income. We would appreciate it, but Jesus Christ, keep it to yourselves, give it to people that you can spare it to. We've just been put in the lockdown. A lot of people might lose their jobs again. There's still a pandemic going on, and America might be about to reinstall a fascist, emboldened dictator. So... (laughs) <laughs> do what you want with your money but maybe think about yourselves and your loved ones and and other people first
0: <laughs> yeah fully agree fully agree
1: god a... i hope you all voted if you live in america yeah. jesus christ Ooh, will we know by the time this episode comes out
0: uh i i don't know i, I genuinely Ooh. don't know because because there could be recounts there could be uh, could be contests over the recounts there could there could be a military coup who knows Genuinely Well, enjoy,
1: enjoy listening to this during the Civil War, everyone. Yeah.
0: Uh, good luck. <laughs> if you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I am at Peach Garden Oath. That's Oath with an F. <coughs> on Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. I'm in pretty much all the magic groups. I'm sure you'll see me around. I also stream on Twitch um, most Friday nights and Saturday and all Sunday nights. It's twitch.tv slash PeachGardenOath. have been playing an abundance of things recently. I did a, a week of horror games over Halloween and that was really fun. Uh, I've been playing Among Us quite a lot as well, which has is, is been really, really fun. I've got quite a, quite a good regular cu- crew assembled for that now. So Saturday nights from 7pm BST if you want to play some Among Us. Which
1: uh, which do you prefer, crewmate or imposter?
0: Uh, I, I, I think I prefer playing as imposter, but... Correct. I really like getting all of my tasks done when I'm a crewmate. I'm a really bad yeah, I'm is, a really is bad crewmate because I don't really I don't really do anything but just focus on getting all of my tasks done and let people fix the yes, why do <laughs> fix the uh Oh no you're not yeah you know you've gotta don't go and do the emergencies. Come on. I mean there's plenty of other people that can do that. I wanna swipe, oh, yes. swipe this card. You can't wanna swipe this card. No, you've got to turn common tasks off, don't do the card swipe. No, we do common tasks. I think I we, yeah, know. I think we we've got a really good set of maybe we'll do a bonus among this episode at some point. Yeah. I'll join at some yeah, point. It it. It's good fun. I Absolutely
1: well. Yeah, I mean, imposter is the correct choice. Um I audibly cheer and pump my fist whenever I get Peter's the Impostor nice. Uh <laughs> if you want to find me on Twitter, it's SNEAL sixty nine. Nice. Thanks. It's been a while since we said that, innit? Yeah. it? God, if you want some hot takes on all sorts of topics, including magic, go go there it's, uh, it's all got. yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's uh the world is, is certainly still a place the world's on fire that is true, and that is all we have time for this week uh, once again, the God Pharaoh has returned we'll see you again next week, question mark, on Hour of Devastation